It's Easter Sunday. We're celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. How many of you believe Jesus rose from the dead? Let me just see your hands this morning. Yeah, that's a good thing. If you don't, we'd love to talk to you, minister to you this morning, because it's a true story. It really happened. Amen? And if it wasn't for his, as Pastor Charlie preached this morning at the sunrise service, if it wasn't for the resurrection, we wouldn't even be doing anything here. It would, we would, I don't know what we would be doing. Playing games or something, I don't know. But We get the chance every time that we open our eyes and crawl out of bed to give Jesus glory. Amen? And every time that that opportunity arises, sometimes we don't. Amen? That's 100% right there. I'll say it first. Amen. Because every time this opportunity arises, I don't. Yeah, I'm the preacher guy. I get that, but I don't. Because I have stuff that gets on me too. Just like you got stuff that gets on you. We're all the same. Amen? And so... Every time we get the chance to give God the glory, we should, because he deserves it. Because if it wasn't for him, hell would be our home someday, for all of man. But he came and he made the difference. This morning I want to talk in a different direction. We know he's resurrected, but I want to talk about what the power of that resurrection is. I know he's resurrected. We talked about that two hours ago. Let's talk about this right now as we're coming up. I've spent the last four weeks talking with you about, and you know, I didn't bring my glasses this morning. <laughs> but God will get the glory. We've talked about what put Jesus on the cross, the attitudes that people had, the things that they thought about. Uh, Pilate had the opportunity to let him go. He didn't think he was guilty, but he was too much of a coward to stand up for him, right? That's why I asked you this morning, don't let rocks cry out for you when you can give your God glory. Don't let it happen. Don't be like Pilate. Don't shun away. Let your light shine. So we're going to go to Luke 22, 31 this morning. If I fall asleep preaching, throw a shoe at me or just get up and quietly go out and I'll wake up sometime later. Hello, somebody gave me some cheaters. Look at there. Hello. Oh, they fit good too. Oh, I can see. Luke chapter 22 starting in verse 31. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked for you that, you may, that, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brother. But he said to him, Lord, I am ready to go with you both to prison and to death. And then he said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster shall not crow this day before you will deny three times that you know me. Now, we got to remember, Peter's the guy that, that had the faith enough in a bad storm to get out and walk on water when the Lord told him. And now he's telling Jesus, hey, wait a minute, Lord, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to be right here. I don't know about the rest of these cats right around here. 
I don't know what they're going to do. They all might say no. They all might flee, but I ain't. I'm going with you to prison. I'm going with you even to death. But then Jesus, who is sovereign and knows everything, says, oh, no, you ain't. I already saw what's going to happen a few hours from now, and you're going to tuck tail and run like the rest of them. You're going to deny me. Now, I want you to picture that in your mind. We got Jesus here. He, um, he was tried wrongfully. They couldn't even get the guys telling the lies on him to tell the same lie. You ever notice that about liars? They know you get them, you put enough pressure on them, and they will show you what the truth is. I'm serious. Used to interrogate people. That's what they do. Ask them enough times, you'll find out where the lies are. Because you can remember the truth, but you can't remember a lie, especially there's enough time on it. But these guys come in, they couldn't tell the right lies even to convict Jesus. They, and Pilate saw through that, he said, I find nothing in him. There's nothing wrong with him. And yet, he gave in. And he sent him to be crucified. Now, in this, in this scripture I just read, Peter said he was not going to deny him, but Jesus said, yes, you will. And so he goes in, and he goes into the trial, and they're giving him the trial, falsely accusing him. And in the trial, they're beating him. They're spitting on him. Peter was off at a distance watching this. And I'm going to show you in the scriptures here in a minute. He was watching this, watching it all go on. It's not like we can read it in like 20 seconds. It didn't happen that fast. It happened over the course of the night. And they're beating our Lord, falsely accusing him, and Peter is still saying, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, he done ran from the, he was pretty strong when he had the knife and cut that fellow's ear off. But Jesus said, hey, put that away. Don't you realize I can call down a legion of angels and I will be out of here? But he didn't come so he could get out of here. He didn't come so he could be comfortable. He came so that you and I could be saved. There had to be a price paid for sin. And he was the only one that could do it. He had a mission. He had something that he had to accomplish. And yet, Peter's watching all of this. He's seeing all of this. He knows what he said in his mind. But we find out he does something different. I got a bunch of hand notes here, so y'all just forgive me. I'm going to spread them out so I can find them as I see them. Yeah, that's it. O oh, Simon, Simon, indeed, and say that Satan has asked that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. You see that? I have prayed for you. Satan wants you. Brothers and sisters, can I tell you today, the devil wants you. 
He wants you stepping out on the Lord. He wants you keeping your mouth shut about the Lord. He don't want you telling about the testimony that you've got. He tells you, no, everybody's going to look at you funny when you give that testimony. That testimony ain't about you. That testimony is about Jesus. The only thing about you is you've been set free. And the devil tells you don't do it. You can't do it. You can't share what you have been set free from, but it ain't about you anymore. The testimony is about Jesus and his power, his sovereign power. I know what it's like for the Lord to come in and take away things from you. Anybody else know what I'm talking about? Give me an amen and stomp your foot or something. I know what it's like when the Lord will rid you of something that you can't do yourself. And the testimony is about him, and that is a part of the sifting. Satan wants you. He wants to kill your testimony. Most of all, he wants to get to yourself, Rusty, so that you won't tell nobody about Jesus. And before long, you can quit coming to church and getting fed and playing music and singing for the Lord. You sounded good in my ear. Couldn't hear you out of this, and I don't hear good out of this one. But he don't want you growing. Satan has desired to sift you. He's desired to sift you. But I have prayed. Who's at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us now, every day? Jesus Christ. He is sitting by the Father right now praying for you, Nathan. He's praying for me. He's praying for you, Brother Berkeley. He's praying for every one of us. He is making intercession for us. He's at the right hand of the Father praying for us. And that's exactly what he did for Peter. He said, I have prayed that your faith will not fail you. But it does. We, remember they went into the garden and they snoozed while they should have been praying? Pray lest you fall into this temptation. He had to go back three times and wake them up. Like I'm about to do to some of y'all this morning. You had too many eggs and bacon. Stand up, you get sleepy. This is important this morning. My goodness, if we stood up, we might be called a Pentecostal church. We start standing up while the preacher's talking. Good night. But I prayed for you. But when you return, you see that? When you return, strengthen my brethren. You might have some struggles. You might have some things going on and the devil may kick you down and tell you that you're no good, you ain't worth it. But when you returned, Brother Danny, when you get back up, strengthen my brethren. You know what that says? Whatever you went through, I'm with you. And I'm praying for you. And I got long arms. But when you return, strengthen the brethren. How's he going to do that? testimony biggest lie you've ever been told in a church is be careful what you let the people know it ain't about you anymore it's about Jesus and it's about his glory you're afraid somebody's going to find out about it it's still about you it ain't about him anymore we have to have the testimony and that's where praises start happening you can feel you all just started praising just now you was giving God glory he inhabits the praises of his people you want to have a dry service, sit there be dry. You need me to stir you up, you need to know who Jesus is. I'm not the guy to do the stirring. That's what the Spirit does. I'm not him. 
then start giving him glory. Remember where you were at. Remember what he delivered you from. And when you return, strengthen the brethren. He ain't even got to the point of telling him that he's going to deny him yet. Peter's hearing all this, and then he says, Oh, no, I'm going to go with you to death. He says, No, you ain't. Boy, the rooster crows, you're going to deny me three times. Oh, no, Lord, these other fellows, they might, they ain't as good a Christian as I am. Everybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah, look at her. She's, oh, look at him. Look what they ain't doing, but I am this, I am that. I bake cakes, I do this, I do that, I, whatever. Are you giving Jesus glory? And if you're giving Jesus glory, you ain't getting glory, he's getting glory. Amen? That's how we strengthen the brethren. That's how we strengthen the brethren. If I try to receive glory or sweetie tries to receive glory, the brethren won't be strengthened. Some who like her will be, and the ones that don't like her won't be. It's got to be about Jesus. This day is about Jesus Christ. And him crucified and kicking the bottom out of the grave and coming out and saying, I have conquered it all. That's what this day is about. And Peter said, oh, no, Lord, these other fellas, they ain't as strong as I am. Remember, I walked on water. You know me and you like that, Jesus. Yeah, you can be like that with Jesus, but you know what? The guy next to you can be like that with Jesus, too. And be doing something totally different. We give him the glory. You know what? Whenever he says, I've prayed for you. Remember, he said something whenever he's... Behold, I make all things new. New heart, new mind, new eyeballs to see with. Oh, you might still have to wear glasses like me, but you see things differently. I do than what I did before I was saved. Oh, I was the biggest cricket that walked around. But Jesus delivered me. Thank God. Thank God. But Peter... Oh, poor Peter. Strengthen, my brethren. Now go down to verse 54 in that same chapter. Having arrested him, they led him and brought him into the high priest's house. But Peter followed at a distance. You see what I told you? Peter followed at a distance. He was keeping an eye on what was going on. Now when they had kindled a fire in the midst of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat among them, and a certain servant girl, seeing him as he sat by the fire, looked intently at him and said, This man was also with him. Look what happens. You know what? If you're going to stand for Jesus, I can promise you this, you're going to get a chance to stand for him or deny him. That's an amen right there. You got saved, you're going to have a chance to stand for Jesus or to deny him. Every one of us will do that, and we'll do it until the day we kick the bucket. Amen? Okay. But he denied him, saying, Woman, I do not know him. And after a little while, another saw him and said, You also are of them. But Peter said, I am not. Man, I am not. And then after about an hour had passed. Okay, you see this, about an hour had passed. This had already happened. He had been following at a distance. It's not like one, two, three people came to him. No, he had some time to chew on it. Amen? Anybody, am I, is this talking to anybody this morning? Oh, it's talking to me. I've had some time to chew on it. I've had some time to say, oh, you know, I should have did this for the Lord. 
And then he makes another opportunity. I find another excuse. He had some time to chew on it. About an hour had passed. And confidently, another confidently affirms saying, Surely this fellow was with him, for he is Galilean. I think in Mark it says that she recognized his language. Now you all know I'm not from Bedford County, right? You hear it in my voice? We put ice in our drinks. We build bars in our fireplaces. I'm not from Bedford County. So you know that, right? Just by my speech. That's exactly what was going on here. He had speech and they said, you ain't even one of him. You ain't talking like us. You're talking like he talks. And so she knew. But then what did he do? He cursed. He let out a, a, a word and cursed and said, I, I don't know the man. Look here. About an hour and passed, and confidently saying, Surely you are also with this fellow, for he is Galilean. But Peter said, Man, I do not know what you are saying. And immediately he was still speaking, the rooster crowed, and the Lord turned and looked at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said to him, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. So Peter went out and wept bitterly. Since the day you were saved, how many times, brothers and sisters, have you had the occasion to go out and weep bitterly? How many times have you had the occasion to go out and say, Oh God, I am so sorry I have let you down. Oh God, I am so sorry the light wasn't able to shine for you. I am so sorry, Lord. You opened up a door and I wouldn't go through it. You gave me a chance sitting in a church service to give you glory, but I sat on my hands and wouldn't let nobody know about you. You gave me the chance to tell my work co-workers about who you are when they came to talk to me about their problems, and I had the answers. I had the Word of God, but I did not open my mouth. How many times have we done that, church? How many times have we not stood up for Jesus? But remember, he did go to the cross. And when they took him to the cross, he wouldn't, he wouldn't didn't have a little scratch over here and a little bit of trickle blood coming off his hand. No, you couldn't recognize the man. And by the way, our Lord was paraded through the streets naked. They put him on a cross for a reason. They said, you don't mess with us. You mess with us. You break our laws. This is what we do to you. It was a deterrent to crime. And that's exactly how Jesus died. Now, we, we're too sensitive. We can't put that on TV. But I think sometimes we might even miss that interpretation knowing that our Lord was humiliated, hanging there for six hours on a cross, barely even able to know who he was or what he looked like, hanging there naked. And all these people coming by and gawking at him, hanging there naked for us, and yet we cannot publicly claim that we are believers and that Jesus Christ is Lord. Good place for an amen. Amen? Oh, that's weak, folks. I'll guarantee you, I'll guarantee you, if Dale Earnhardt was still alive, passing on the outside with one lap to go, people would be jumping up and down. We get weak for Jesus. I've told you before, you want it nice and neat, there's another church somewhere else, but we're going to worship Jesus. Amen? Oh, we go over here and we get to worship over here. They worship good. Oh, we go over here. Hey, I've been to the Brooklyn Tabernacle. They worship too. But you know what? I can't go there to church. 
I can't go there. All I can do is I can come back and be the light right here where I'm at. I get the chance to stand for Jesus. You get the chance to stand for Jesus. Evil's in your life today. Start praising God. Evil's in your life today trying to win you. You start giving God the glory. Evil's in your life today and trying to pull you down. You get with a brother and you say, I need to pray. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Pray. And if you find a fake Christian that's going to put your business out on the main street and try to knock you down, go find another one. Don't give up. Pray. Because he's the one that can fix it. And then you pray for the one that thinks he is because he is really in big trouble. Because you can't tell somebody that knows something. You can't tell them nothing. I want you to think about this this morning, church. Get the lights. I'm going to play a video for you. Before you play it, I want to set this up. This came to my mind this week. You know, when, when Jesus said, you will deny me. Can I tell you what? Every time that the telephone or standing by the water fountain or anything like that and gossip comes at your mouth or slander comes at your mouth, do you know what you do? You sin against Jesus. That's right. Do you know every time that you've took a life in murder and malice, you've sinned against Jesus? Pick it. Know what it is. You know every time that you go out to the bar and you get drunk as a skunk and you can't walk along, maybe you get thrown in jail? Hey, it is what it is. You know what happens? Oh, yeah. Jesus. He was there. And we denied him. Every time that sin comes out of us, we deny Jesus. Every time sin comes out, and you pick it, whatever it is. Don't pray for Bob. Bob's having problems. Did you hear about No, your whole reason is not to tell about praying for Bob. Your whole reason in your heart, and only God knows that. I don't know it. Nobody else knows it. You know it, and he knows it. If your motive is just so you can get Bob's business out there, God knows it. Amen? And when you do that, you might as well go over there and take a knife and stab old Bob and kill him. Because you've already sinned against Jesus and you've already sinned against Bob. I want you to look at this video here and think about it. Let the Holy Spirit do his work because this list is long. Every time you got jealousy and envy rolling up in your heart, something the Bible tells us not to be there. The only way it cannot be there is whenever the Holy Ghost has a hold of us. Every time that we have a thing called unforgiveness rolling up in our hearts and God says that needs to be taken care of, when we say no, we're basically saying, God, you do not know what you're talking about and we deny who he is. We're in that courtyard with him that night and people are asking us, who is Jesus? And every time that we go against what the word of God says, the only thing we're doing, the only thing we're doing, Brother Ken, we're saying, I don't know who he is. Who are you? I don't know you. All because we're afraid of something happening. I want you, let's watch this. Go ahead and put it on, guys.
That's a man who knows who the Lord is and knows that the Lord knows. And he wept bitterly. That's a repentant heart. That's a repentant heart. Go to Mark chapter 1. Or chapter 16, I'm sorry, verse 1. And when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome bought spices that they may come and anoint him. And very early in the morning, on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen. And they said among themselves, Who will roll away the stone from the door of the tomb for us? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away, for it was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a long white robe sitting on the right side. And they were alarmed, but he said, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. Now this next line is crucial. This is crucial for you and me. Every time that we deny Jesus, every time we slander somebody, every time we break the laws of our land or the laws of God, every time that these things come into our hearts, every time we say we deny him, I don't know him. But look at this, there's hope. He says, but go Tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you into Galilee there. You will see him as he said you would. 
Peter denied him three times. The Lord told him he was going to do it. And yet, whenever he reminded him of what he said, go tell my disciples and tell Peter. Put your name in there, brothers and sisters. Your name fits right there. Go tell my disciples and Sandy. Go tell my disciples and Eddie that I will see them in Galilee. He doesn't give up on you. I want you to know this morning, he does not give up on you. He went to the cross because he loves us. And he doesn't give up on us. But it takes repentance to follow him. It takes the power of the Spirit to get us back on track to be able to follow him. Amen? It's what it takes. Go tell my disciples and tell Peter. In 1 Corinthians 15, I'm going to read this for you real quick. Maybe I don't. It says, Moreover, brethren, I declare that you that to you the gospel which I preached to you, which was also received in my mind and stand, in which I stand, which you stand, by which you also are saved. If you hold fast to that word I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. You gotta hold fast. There's gonna be some times you're not gonna be holding fast. There's going to be some times that you need Jesus to say, I'm looking at you, I love you, I died for you. Grab my hand and let me help you. Every day we see these things. We know that God is there. For I delivered you the first, uh, first of all that which I received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he was seen by Cephas, or that would be Peter, then by the twelve. You see that. He said, tell my disciples and tell Peter, and he had a one-on-one with Peter. Son, I knew what was going on with you. I don't love you any less, but I want you to feed my sheep. When you have returned to me, brothers, let me tell you, sisters, no matter what is going on in your life. When you have returned, feed the brethren. He had a one-on-one with him. And he said, look, I chose you. Hey, what happened in the book of Acts? Who preached the first message? Peter. He had already chosen him. And 3,000 got added to the church that day. 3,000, this loser guy, you know, the guy from the other side of the tracks, he was a Galilean, he wasn't nothing special. No, we don't talk to those people. It's kind of like we do with race in our country sometimes, or around the world, oh, we don't have nothing to do with them. Let me tell you something, Jesus got something to do with everybody. Amen? He's got something to do with everybody, and he gets to pick and choose who does what, amen? It's his, it's his world. He called you, Brother Danny, to be something. What are you going to be for him? What are you going to do for him? Sweetie, he's called you to do something for him. What are you going to do? you got to do what he's given you to do. And you may stumble. You may trip. You may have a hard time doing it, but just remember what happened here. He's going to give us that look. All that look says, I told you. 
And that look's going to make us weep bitterly sometimes, or it should, because if we're not weeping bitterly over sin, we got a problem. That's worth an amen right there. We ain't weeping bitterly over sin, we got a problem. But then he has the private meeting and says, I love you. I went to the cross for you. His forgiveness, his mercy, it goes beyond everything. Let me tell you what true repentance is. You ready for this one? This one comes close to home. You know what true repentance is? It means you don't do it no more. Amen? You don't do it no more. You know how I know that? Because they told this story about Jesus Christ, who is the son of the living God, Brother Eddie. Now, who in the world is going to believe something like that, right? Oh, he did all these miracles, raised all these people from the dead. He did all this. He did everything. He did it all. He put it all out there. He was powerful. He was a powerful man, Linda. And then one day they killed him. They put him in a tomb. And three days later he was raised from the dead. Now we don't believe that because, you know, it could be that somebody went and stole that body. It just could be because they said he would be raised from the dead. It doesn't make sense if you want to make the lie stick. What do you do? You make it work. Can I tell you what true repentance is? Peter stuck by the story. He never denied him again. He denied him one time. He denied him two times. He denied him three times, but when the Lord gave him the look. You ever had that look? Some of you men with your wives, the kids with your mamas. Guys don't give that look. It's just mamas that does it. That look. And you know, am I right, Brother Herschel? You know when you get the look, you better straighten up and fly right. He denied him once, twice, three times. Jesus Christ forgave him. And Peter had repented. You know how I know? Because he never did deny him again. They crucified him upside down. Now why in the world, Brother Dave, would you let somebody kill you over a lie? Well, you got to prove. You ain't going to make no money off of Christianity, right? I mean, am I right on that? I mean, I'm a preacher. We, you don't make money off of, off of preaching. That's just how it is. I was about to be mean there, but I'll let that one go for another Sunday. Everybody paid their tithes in church and never have to sell baked goods anymore. You know how I know? <laughs> Not that. You know how I know? True repentance. True repentance. He never said, I don't know him anymore. You see, that forgiveness that God gave him is so powerful that it changed the world. It was so powerful that these men died for Jesus. It was so powerful. And you know what? Unforgiveness, it's the same way. It is very powerful. It'll keep God from moving in your life. Amen? I don't care what you've done this morning. I don't care where you're at today. I don't care what happened this week. We're having resurrection time now. And the Lord has looked at you 
And he's had his private meeting with you this morning and says, I love you. Won't you please come and receive from me what I have? I love you. Let's stand to our feet this morning. He says, I love you. I've got a little small video I want you to see this morning, and I want you to know if you want to be prayed with or prayed for or you want to take something to the Lord this morning, this altar is open at any time. I do know that I preached a message this morning that God has given me, and I do know that the ears that needed to hear it heard it. It's just not like I can not hold back the ocean water with a broom. I can't make you come and receive from Jesus. Oh, how I wish I could. Oh, how you wish you could get somebody to see something so bad. Amen. But you come and you pray this morning. You got unforgiveness sitting in your heart. You need to deal with it. You've slandered somebody. You need to deal with it. You've murdered somebody with your mouth. Maybe with a gun. Nobody knows about it. You need to deal with it. And Jesus Christ loves you. Maybe you went and spent a part of your life with needles stuck in your arm. Oh, Jesus loves you and he wants to save you. Maybe you told a lie this week just because you didn't want to face the argument. Jesus loves you and he wants to save you and he wants to set you on the right track. He loves you. We love you. I love you. I'm not going to cast stones at you. Oh, I won't do that. Nobody cast them at me. I can't do that. He loves you. And as you watch this video, if you feel compelled to come and pray, come and receive from God. I mean, this message primarily is for believers. If you don't know him, you need to know him. But this is primarily for believers. Peter was a follower. And he denied him. 